0: So come on along with me and grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step into facing your fears, making your bold moves, and living life without apologies. Now let's get to the show. Hello, Life Uncloseted family. Jingle, jingle, all those good things. We are just days away from winding up the holiday season. I mean, okay, for those of you who believe in Santa and Christmas and everything, it's just a few days away. It's the 20th, all that good stuff. And then New Year's, and then we all go into the new year and go. Okay, now what? (laughs) Now, what do we do for the next? Okay, Valentine's Day won't be that far away. But with all the hubbub, whether it's Christmas or Kwanzaa, or I don't know, I think, I think, you know, we might be celebrating all these other holidays at different times this year. How do you be joyful about it? How do you really enjoy Hanukkah instead of it being a drudgery? And how do you let yourself out of the closets of your life? to truly experience joy. Well, we've been working towards this for a long time to have this guest on the show. And I can't tell you how excited I am to have the joy boss. Yes, I said it, the joy boss on the show. Her name is Quinn O'Brien, and she has worked really hard to create her own joy and then bring it to the world and make these life-changing sort of moments and missions. She's a joyful entrepreneur. She's a joyful based business person. And she's just I didn't know she's just a joyful person to be around. So I'm excited that she is here with us today. Quinn, welcome to the podcast. Yay, it's joy, joy, joy time. So Yay. let's bring a girl.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. So, so appropriate. we so were just there. like,
0: you know, okay, for the Christians or the Christmas people, it, we're right in the heart of it. Hanukkah. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember how Hanukkah is this year. No, no disregard to my Jewish friends, but, I haven't done my homework this year. I like when everything's supposed to happen, but <laughs> it can be a really joyful time of year, year. It can be a real yeah. pain in the ass time of year. Right.
1: Absolutely.
0: And that, complicated. And I think many of us get, Oh, comp. that's a, Hey, you know that I've done a lot of shows right around this time of year for, okay. How many years? Hell, we just did 600 episodes. So it's been around a while, but complicated is a great way to describe the holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, pull, it pulls us in so many directions. So, well, why don't we start there? Like joy in the holidays. It's not just a song. <laughs> joy to the world. You know, you want to say, oh, "I fuck off, so to speak, sometimes. <laughs> but how do you how do you find joy in this interesting time that we like do that? We do this to ourselves every year. We literally we do, do it, it to every ourselves. year, every year. Like this one, I'm going to really get that
1: joy. I got it down in my heart. Um, Rick, I think you have to have a strategy. Mm, and okay. so that is actually what I created for myself um, this year because I have not had a joyful year. Um, You know, I, I, we've talked about this. My mom passed suddenly um, a few months ago. And so, you know, I'm looking at a, a really challenging holiday season and I know a lot of people are too. I mean, we are just in a tough time as a community in so many ways. Yep. So I was like, okay, let me get out my joy toolbox and see what I can do for this situation. So here's what here's what I came up with and I've been sharing with the folks on uh, my email list is there's seeds and there's breadcrumbs, okay? So the seeds are things that you can plant this winter that will bloom in the spring or the summer that will give you joy in the future. So an example of that would be... Um, enjoying like really fun dance classes or, you know, weightlifting is something I love, like something that you, it might be nice for you now, but you know, in the future, you're just going to feel great about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, And then there's the breadcrumbs and those are the things where you're just giving yourself a little glimmer of light um along the path. So I actually sat with my calendar and planned out my breadcrumbs mm-hmm. and They included things like going to see Christmas lights with a bunch of friends. They included hosting a dinner at my house, um, gathering my community together, which is super important to me, Um, you know, going on a little trip to see some chosen family um, over New Year's instead of kind of doing the usual. So I really, I got a strategy for it. And I think the important thing about these strategies is to remember that, you're actually just trying to get through with the most joy you can authentically have. You're not trying to be joyful all the time. That is a recipe for disaster. So, part of the joy strategy has to be downtime, rest, and probably time to just like sob in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. Is what I, but think. I
0: love what you just said. It's doing the best with what you have. Yeah. I mean, we put such high freaking standards on ourselves. Okay. I'm going to be joyful. Like you just said, okay, it's going to be joy, joy, joy all the time. That's exhausting. Just going to say it. It's exhausting to be on point all the freaking time. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But if I set a goal to like, okay, I'm going to experience this little bit of joy and I'm going to give myself room to do that. And then as you said, then I'm going to give myself room to go sit in the tub and cry. Mm-hmm. It, it gives us that ability to experience all of our emotions rather than this one's got to be here, here. here here Yeah. And then we can't sustain that. In fact, I was we watching um, uh, the new um, documentary about John Bautista and all his Grammys he won and everything. And it's called American symphony, man, that guy's intense. And when I watch him perform some of his music and he's on that piano and those hands are just going it wears me out. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how you have that. But yet I'm like, well, I used to play piano. I get it. There's something about being in that zone. You can get it. But I can tell even for him, as much as he's like power and all this beautiful stuff and creates all this joyful music, you can just see there's moments where it just, okay, I can only sustain for so long. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too often when we get to, so back to this time of year and trying to bring joy into our life, we set that bar so rigid and high that we immediately fell.
1: That's right. There's an expression that um, that some of my my close people and I use to remind each other, and it's down deep, up light. When you are down deep in sadness and loss, or regret, or feeling left out, or feeling like you know because you're queer, you're no longer part of a religious community that was important to you. If you can go all the way down deep and feel how bad that feels, you will be able to come back up so much lighter. It's when we try to force ourselves into joy, 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 joy all the time that joy becomes increasingly elusive. So, you know, as, as the joy boss, I care a lot about joy. I look for joy I cultivate it in my life, but I'm not joyful all the time because Mm -hmm. I'm also a person and that's not how that works but I do think most of us have a lot more joy available to us than we realize. Right. Um, yeah.
0: I agree. It's interesting that you said that because actually when you said down deep up light, I'm like, Oh, that almost sounds like Michelle Obama. When they go high, we go low. It's like yeah. very similar sort of concept. Right. And then as you were talking through that, I was just home at my parents for Thanksgiving and they've come a long way in this whole Rick being queer. Okay. I mean, cause I came out at 19 and I went back in the closet, played the role of happy, married guy, all this sort of stuff. Most of the audience already knows this, but then I'm met my amazing husband. We've now been together 22 years and God bless my parents. There are still moments that all they can say is, Oh, this is our son and his friend. I used to go so deep into that and just like be angry and everything. And of course it happened. While we were there, because they invited a friend of theirs over to have dinner with us, we did Thanksgiving the day after Thanksgiving, because my husband and I and our youngest daughter flew up on Thanksgiving Day. So we're like, let's just do it on Friday. Let's not try to make this all happen. And their friend came over and, oh, this is our son, Rick, and his, you know, his friend, George. They couldn't even say partner. Well, obviously, as we sat to dinner, what was interesting was I could have gone really deep in that and like got back into little boy anger, all that sort of stuff. But then as my parents are sitting around talking to this guy, because he travels the world a lot, too. And we had just come back from a really big trip to Polynesia. And my dad's like, oh, well, you know, the boys just went to Polynesia. And oh, the boys just did this. And I'm like, do you really think that he doesn't get that we're like a couple? I mean, come on. But I realized in that moment, I'm like, "Okay, well, they're doing the best they can. I came up so much lighter in my ability to be there
1: and to be present
0: with them. Yeah. Does it still get under my nerves? Obviously, I'm still talking about. It. <laughs> Maybe but it's not knows. it's not near where it would have been 5 years, 10 years ago. Yeah. I mean, I would have been lit 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 and what I uncovered for myself is this is where my joy can get stolen really easy. Oh yeah. 9 times out of 10, I'm the one who does it. Somebody else's situation may instigate it. But I'm the one that takes that fire and let it flame to the hilt. Okay, I know I'm queer and I flame. But, you know, flame <laughs> to the hilt. Yeah. And then I need to own that. And I think this is where many of us miss the joy starts with us.
1: Yeah. You know, something that's so interesting is our brains are not really wired for joy that much. Um they are wired to keep us safe. And so I do think joy is, is part of the broad human experience, but that awareness that you have of the situation, right? Where you and your Mm -hmm. husband are not, not being acknowledged. And you go really into that thing. That's very natural for a human brain, which is I'm going to scan the situation and figure it out. And I'm like, vigilant, I'm ready. I'm ready for this. And And yet in this particular situation, you were not, you know, you were probably somewhat emotionally unsafe, but you're not like physically unsafe as, you know, as queer people can be. And so what, one of the practices that I teach that I do and that I teach is about tuning yourself to joy. Like Mm. it's a radio station (laughs) that you can find. And it's not that the other stations don't exist or aren't important but you can tune yourself there. And it sounds like you managed to like tune into that frequency a little bit. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. And with, with really intentional practice, you can just tune in more often.
0: Yep. Yeah. But it was interesting, even in the moment, because just about the time they were saying that, there was mm-hmm. a pause and I was about to say, and it's my husband, George, and then that came out. Little Ricky showed up, Big time in that moment because yeah. I had something to say. I had something to say at the dinner table, right? Mm-hmm. And I watched this all unfold in my own head. And I didn't even look at my husband because I'm like, I'm not going to, you know, I didn't look at my daughter because I mean, we, we're we all very self-aware of this, right? But in that quote nanosecond, so to speak, I'm like, you can either be here and just be happy that used to be, we weren't even invited to the table.
1: right?
0: Now here we are. And it was just interesting to watch the rest of it unfold because- mm-hmm obviously some of the questions the guys asked, like well where do you guys live and i mean he wasn't stupid it was more than clear he got it he you knew, know so yeah. just let it just let it be what it is but too often and again this time of year i think this is where many of us especially in the queer community we're letting so many vampires steal our joy oh yeah yeah huge amount of them you know, and the Grinches are out in full force. You can't come home. If you come home, it can only be you. It can't be with your partner. If you don't be so queer, if you come home, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Well, the joyful part of that is that hurts. I get it. But the joyful part is you also get to choose then if you choose to put yourself in those situations. Now, is that still going to hurt? Of course, it's going to hurt. Or you can still show up and be yourself and go, it's not on me. It's on them, how they choose to deal with it. So I think sometimes the joy is finding the space. And I'd love your insight on this joy loss. Sometimes finding the space is giving yourself permission to say, I deserve joy. Absolutely. Don't do that.
1: Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, as queer people, we're told that pretty explicitly, (laughs) Right.
0: All the time.
1: (laughs) You literally don't deserve the joy of your relationships, of your pleasure, of, um, your community and connections. So we get that message loud and clear. And the way that we are often told to manage that for other people is to make ourselves small and invisible. And, um, you know, we're all trained to be that little Ricky around the dinner table not speaking up because it's going to make someone else uncomfortable but i think we have to really switch the focus and ask ourselves why is it okay to make me uncomfortable mm-hmm. you know yep. i i haven't done anything to deserve to be uncomfortable in this situation the people who should be uncomfortable are the ones who are erasing your identity and your marriage
0: yep yep, yep.
1: um so i think that we all go through this and i i, I would really encourage um queer folks and especially younger queer folks who might be a little newer to this, you know, you, you and I've had a few turns around this holiday thing. Right. Yeah. But, but if you're newer to it, I think being self-protective is a really good way to go. And yep. if that means that you spend the day, you know, painting your toenails and snuggling with your bestie and your dog, like protect yourself Yes. because, um, you know, this can be, this can be rough territory.
0: Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is the more you allow that rough territory to take you into this space of denial, Mm -hmm. the more it's going to show up in other areas of your life. That's right. So it can show up in the way you approach your career and find joy in it, how you handle money and find joy. I mean, you work with entrepreneurs. I've worked with entrepreneurs. One of the things that I, and especially I love working with, I love working with our queer entrepreneurs because it's such an interesting space. I'm like, okay, well, guess what? You're acting exactly like you did when you were hiding your truth about your sexuality.
1: You're hiding your
0: desire to want to be a business owner. You're hiding your desire to want to like start this thing, but you don't want anybody to know about it. I'm like, you've got to come out of the closet about this. Even if it's just with yourself and a few friends, you don't have to go tell the whole freaking world yet that you're wanting to do that. But think about how much what we did in our coming out journeys, actually affects all this other stuff and joy is one of those things we have been told for so long as you just stated quinn you can't experience that joy you can't experience the joy of having a partner and a marriage and having children and and being out and proud of who you are well guess what folks all that is the pebble in our lovely little <laughs> christmas sock let's just go there right and so are we really surprised that then suddenly we're adults and we have the same thing about money we can't let's find the joy in money.
1: money let's talk well, about money you see how
0: nicely i segued into that Your like, segue, se- rick
1: i mean chef's cook <laughs> well you know you're talking about people struggling to claim wanting to be an entrepreneur and there's another piece of that which is people struggling um to claim wanting to have some money mm-hmm. and um i do see among queer people there's this you know, as a community in general, there's this beautiful ethos of wanting to, um, support each other to, to give back because, you know, we know how important that community is. Yep. Um, but sometimes that can lead people to feel like, well, if I make some money and I keep it for myself, um, that that is selfish. Yep. that I shouldn't do that. And I think sometimes there is a current of low self-worth under there. Sometimes it's just that this is an incredibly altruistic person. But one of the things that that took me a long time to learn is that we really do live in a capitalist system and there's, as far as I know, no way around it. And so we have to um, like preserve our humanity in that and also acknowledge that um, money is the way that we get our basic needs met, and we get our, you know, next level and third level needs met. And so we need to claim that for ourselves because it's what's going to allow us to show up as our fullest, most authentic, most joyful queer selves.
0: But don't it's you hard think to do. Poor. Yeah, it is hard to do that. But don't you think it's this? And this is not just in the queer community, but this is yeah. where socialization comes up so much. Mm-hmm. I grew up not, I'm not going to say dirt poor, but we definitely didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. And even to this day, there's moments that that creeps into my ethos. And sometimes it creeps in in a really big way to see where I am in this stage of my life and go, I don't think twice, I'm blessed. I, I know that, I'm blessed. Yeah. I don't think twice for um, probably 95% of the time, what I'm spending money on nor do I like, oh, let's go blow it. But I I, I have a different relationship with money until something kind of happens. I'm like, okay, wait, do I, oh, wait, is there going to be enough? Da, 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 da. I know there is, but that little, again, that pebble in the Christmas stocking, I'm going to keep using that, kind of like that. Pebble in your little Christmas stocking is there to rub you the wrong way. And then suddenly as queer people, we tend to leverage money into, well, if I have money or if I do this or I go here and I show up at this bar, or I, even though I don't have it, I'll be accepted. Yeah. You just need you to know. be accepted with yourself and Absolutely. then move into the other pieces of the puzzle. And I, I lived and breathed this the early part of my entrepreneurship. I was like, if I just hang with these people, then my business will take off. And if I do this, if I buy this course and I get to know the, God, what a little crock of bullshit. I did much better when I quit thinking that way.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, money has nothing to do with worth. It has only a distant relationship to value, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, only, only sometimes. And, um, I think, it is just like any other tool that we can like use it in all these different ways. We can overspend on things that make us feel better. We can underspend and keep ourselves in scarcity when it's not really necessary. Um, one thing I'd, I'd love to share a little bit that I haven't talked about anywhere else is a little bit about my journey as a young queer person trying to establish my career. Mm. Um, I came out in the mid nineties. It was a very different time. This was in Atlanta and um soon after that i moved to san francisco where i lived for a long time which is obviously you know queer central yep but nonetheless even in the bay area i found it difficult to come out sometimes because of other people's reactions and a lot of times because of my own internalized stuff and so what i found myself doing is taking jobs that were not paying me appropriately were not re- you know i had a college degree they weren't using my skill set Yep. But they were queer owned or I knew that they were known to be a queer friendly place and I was so scared to go out and be my full self and like you know a big company or something like that that I kept myself really small and I kept myself in organizations that really had um not not very much to offer me um mm-hmm. in those early days and I remember thinking like this is not like no no queer business owner thinks, I'm going to go oppress these young <laughs> queer people. But uh, there was a flavor of that at times because it was like in exchange for living wages, you will be allowed to be your full queer self. And um, what I found over time is that I had to find it within me. I had to find safe spaces, but also to find it within me. To well, decide yes. I wasn't going to do that anymore.
0: Right. And You do. Yeah. You have to find it within yourself. So since we're in that space, I'm going to I've shared in different ways about this but I think this would really helped so back to early entrepreneurship days <clears throat> I mean there were entrepreneurs that I was hanging with that were are very well known mm-hmm. you know some are you know New York Times bestsellers and everything and I just kept like okay if I can do this if I can do if I guess what was missing Quinn I was missing I admire them and there, and and now that I can sit back here and like okay I've done Pretty good for myself doing this business and working and being a key player in another business right now. And I'm happy. Actually, the last four years, I hadn't been employed by anybody Mm -hmm. since 2006. In the last four years, I stepped into a role with a company that I'm just really joyful to be with, but I also get to do my thing. Yeah. And when I really step and dissect all of this, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's, oh yeah, there's the Mike McCallowick's piece of this. And here's the John Lee Dumas piece of this. And here's the, you know, Chris Guillebeau and, you know, the, all these different people that I, I have gotten to know, the Tamsin Websters of the world. And, you know, I'm throwing some of these names on people. We don't know who these are. Well, if you just Google some, you'll go, oh, wow. Okay. These are some pretty well-known people out there. Not because I'm dropping names, but I can see the bits that each one of them is now a beautiful part of the fabric of, Rick is an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. But back then I was like, I need them endorsing me. I need them inviting me into their circles. I wasn't ready for that. And as I started to evolve into my truest self, which is, I think the other piece of being really joyful is when you continue. And I'm never done. It's never done. I do this on a daily basis. I continue to evolve into myself. But as I started to get better at it, I'm like, oh, here's where they fit. Oh, and here's where that concept fits. Oh, here. And suddenly I became happy as an entrepreneur, <laughs> even happy as a struggling entrepreneur. It's like, hey, well, I'm charting my own path here. Hey, I'm doing it the way I feel like works for me. And then one day, and I'm not going to say which of those people I just listed off said this to me, <clears throat> because I want to kind of protect their brilliance to some degree. This person said to me, you're really looking successful. I said, what does that mean? And they said, you've been chasing this and now it's actually fitting you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I said again, what do you mean by that? And this person said, I've watched you really struggle. And I've seen the struggle. We all do. As entrepreneurs, we all struggle. I mean, they shared yeah. with me like, I, I, this one said I was $500,000 in debt, my first endeavor. But when I saw you turn the curve and start just being Rick, and saying, Hey, I learned a lot from you. Here's how I'm going to do it. And then you learned a lot from this. And he said, that's when I saw you really starting to be joyful in your business. Wow. That was a huge moment yeah. because I knew I had, I knew I had held my ground with myself, mm-hmm. but I also had honored him and various others. And it was, a, it was such a beautiful conversation. Um, it was just amazing. And you don't get It's that incredible to
1: people. be seen like that. Mm-hmm. To have someone yeah. really get what you've been through and and what you grew into,
0: yeah. yeah. As the joy boss, and you alluded to, you know, you've had a rough year. Yeah. When those moments hit, like losing your mom unexpectedly, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think you have a little toolbox with a little vial of joy and go, okay, let's just chug this. Okay, everything's good. Or maybe no. you do.
1: Well, you know, interestingly. Joy and grief, I think, are very closely connected experiences.
0: I They're agree. Both... It's always the yin and yang.
1: Yeah. And, you know, joy, the reason that I focus on joy instead of fun or happiness or whatever is because it is one of those deep visceral experiences. Not, It's not necessarily, you know, something light. So, no, you're certainly not going to override the experience with a, a, a little bottle of joy. But one thing I found, and I had, I, I kind of knew this from past griefs, but I just got a refresher course on it. There is so much joy in these beautiful, poignant moments of loss. And if you can remember to look for them, they are everywhere. Um. So you're not going to feel happy. You're not going to probably feel calm most of the time. You're going to feel sad a lot of the time, yep. but there's a lot of joy in there still if you can keep looking for it and you know don't assume it's going to be something like just like you might find yourself as i did like just laughing hysterically with my sisters because we had just been through so much you know and you're just like suddenly enjoying each other and having a good time in the midst of this terrible thing um but also having beautiful moments with my mom um that we hadn't had before moments of just being in awe of the people who took care of her um, and in awe of my community that just rallied around and supported me. Like those things, there's a tinge of grief and sadness to thinking about them, but it brings me incredible joy to have had those experiences. And I would not have had them uh, without without that loss of her life.
0: I think that's such a huge awareness that we all miss. We can easily as humans get, I mean, so kind of back to what you said earlier about we're more predisposed to being safe than being joyful. Well, we're more quote, disposed to being sad than being happy. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I ask somebody and any coach has probably pulled this and some of you coaches are probably listening. Like if I say, tell me, you know, tell me 10 things you don't like about yourself Boom, 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 The client can just go like nonstop. Tell me 10 things you like about yourself. Suddenly there's a pause. Ugh, I don't know, because we are predisposed to thinking the negative. But the beauty is when we can appreciate loss for the beauty of loss.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm never going to say it's easy. I mean, you know, I'm very less right now. My parents are still in the picture, even though we have our little challenges, like I've already described. I've had my own health issues over the last couple of years, and I'm still here. Every time I have something, I'm like, well, you know, hey, that's another piece of the puzzle, but I get to still do this. I get to be doing a podcast right now with Quinn. Yeah. That's a joyful thing right there. And my husband will say this and anybody listening has probably heard me say, you can take everything else away from me. Don't take away my podcast. This is my joy factor right here. And sometimes we (laughs) forget that in the depths of the worst, I remember when I came out of the closet in 1999 and blew my marriage up and (laughs) thought I was going to lose my kids and everything. If anybody had fucking told me you're going to turn all this into a business, I said, you're absolutely insane. Never going to happen.
1: Isn't that just incredible?
0: And here we sit.
1: And here we sit. That brings me a lot of joy to hear your story.
0: Because too often we get focused on, there's no way to find joy in this. There's yes. no way to find joy in this.
1: It's all shit. It's all terrible. Yeah. We will never be happy. That's not yeah. really true.
0: You know, it's interesting. <laughs> it's, that we're having, it's interesting. We're having this conversation. So over the last few days, I've had not medical issues, but I've, I've had some illness. I've been like, not been able to keep just stomach issues and everything. Right. And so, of course, what do they tell me to do? Drink broth, drink apple juice, just keep a clear liquids. And of course, I'm like, Ugh, <laughs> that's I might as well be preparing for a colonoscopy. Here we go. You know, I feel like that's exactly what I just did a few months ago. I don't eat a lot of bread. And my sweet husband was at the gym and he said, would you like me to get some bread to bring home? I'm like, no, I think I'm OK. And then we went out to do a little shopping and stuff. and I'm like, you know, I think I need some bread. He's like, well, I'm going to get a burrito. I'm like, fuck you. (laughs) Burrito sounds really good right now. And then in that midst of sitting down and having some simple chicken broth and a piece of toast, I felt very humbled because it actually tasted really good. And the first thing that crossed my mind is somebody out there doesn't even have this. Yeah. It made me feel really joyful to be alive. Even though my stomach was hurting, I'm like, okay, this is just to kind of help me get through this. I thought, who would have thought in the pain of this, I could be so happy to go, this actually tastes really good. I haven't eaten a piece of toast, a piece of dry toast in years because I just don't eat it. And for whatever reason, obviously my system needed it, number one. And number two, just the combination of those two things, it, it made me feel... Warm and fuzzy. I'm just going to say it. I mean, it just was one of those things because those moments is when I could have gone completely derailed and just stared at the burrito and go, you're an asshole. (laughs) You're a jerk. You're eating a burrito in front of me when I wanted to, you know, instead I was like, I was really happy. And I know that's kind of a crazy thing to share, but it kind of, again, brings forward. You can find the joy if you're open to it.
1: Yes. Uh, And if you're willing to look for it in unlikely places, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, I think for the holidays in particular, um, you know, not all, not all queer people have been rejected by their families. Um, we've all had something happen, but especially Mm -hmm. I've, I've found the people in the younger generation, sometimes they've had these really great coming out experiences, but for those of us who, um, who have experienced that or who have just felt alienated from sort of mainstream celebrations, like. I think there's an extra joyful sweetness in coming together in chosen family. Um because it's kind of like what you said like okay it's it's maybe not what we thought we were going to experience we were hoping for a burrito <laughs> thought that's where right. we were going but you know when that bread is exactly the thing that you need it it just fills you up and um so I have I have found Finding community, whether it's individual, you know, connecting one-on-one or connecting in group with groups of people, or or virtually through uh, media of various kinds, um, that's a big source of joy that I think is extra sweet mm-hmm. um, for queer folks this time of year.
0: And not only is it extra sweet, but a lot of people right now are feeling it's inaccessible to them. It's not available to me. And then what happens is they do, they do kind of, you know, go hermit in, they don't go out, they don't do anything. And maybe this is prevalent because I was just working with a client on this a couple of days ago. Yeah. I really challenged this client to think about, okay, just because you haven't got invited to something doesn't mean you can't experience the holiday. And you said something earlier that's just like, like curl up with your bestie, put those warm socks on find that movie, grab your, you know, pet, go rent a pet for a day. I don't care. There's a lot of ways you can experience this. One of the people I was interviewing two days ago for a podcast, we were having somewhat similar conversation. And she said, I said, so what are you most looking forward to for the holidays? We're kind of wrapping everything up. And she goes, just to sit in my house and stare outside and see twinkly lights. Mm -hmm. She goes the rest of the time I sit in my house I look out my office window and I'm like oh yeah I get that cuz they just opened up a really cool spot across literally looking out my window right now it's kind of a like there's a there's two wineries there's a brewery coffee mm. house you know kind of a like cool spot for people to come enjoy stuff I used to look at these buildings all the time and not think twice about it. now they're really painted cool there's some hanging lights out there I'm like oh, I just appreciated something even more because she said it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think each of us can bring the experience of the holiday into our world and experience joy. We just got to be willing to go find it and to let it be there.
1: Yeah, yeah. And to let it be in some unexpected form, you know? Um, And also, you know, for folks listening who may just be on on that struggle bus through the holidays like it's okay if you miss one <laughs> like you don't have to have it is a great okay. time <laughs> you don't if if you just get through the winter like some years that's what you just need to do you know um and then and then maybe these this unexpected joy can come in the spring especially oh. if you were strategic about your seeds
0: I love this strategic about your seeds. I love that. Love that. Love that. I, I mean, the seeds and the breadcrumbs was just such a big part of this, but it's interesting Quinn, because here we are a few days away from Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's over with for me because we mm-hmm. celebrated the first of weekend of the month because my kids, that's the only weekend they could be here. Uh-huh. And so it was really interesting to watch myself go through that. Cause first I felt under a little bit more of a crunch
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then I'm like, well, I can still make this happen. I can do it the way I always do. And, but then even as I started like, well, but I don't feel like buying gifts yet. It's, it's not time to be doing this. Right. And yet the more I started like, well, but you don't want to be a fuddy duddy. You could be. Mm-hmm. And then we made the decision to put all the Christmas stuff up like the weekend before Thanksgiving, because we were going to be gone. And you know, so things started adapting. And then I'm like, I'm glad we did that because if I had to, had to do that the weekend after Thanksgiving, given that, Then the first weekend of December is when we're going to do Christmas. I would have been like, I'm exhausted. We got to enjoy the weekend between Thanksgiving and Christmas and start doing a little few other things. And then, of course, then the next part of my joy vampire stepped in like, well, it'll all be over with. Then what are you going to do on Christmas? And I thought, I'm just going to enjoy. We'll see what happens. It just may be me and the husband. It might be our youngest daughter because she lives in the area but she may be going to see her mom that day. I'm like, I don't know. I'm open to possibilities at this point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When we are open to where we can find joy, which I think is the overriding message you keep you know, putting out into this whole beautiful planting the seeds and the breadcrumbs. When we are open to the finding joy, joy will find us, but it can't yeah. find us if we're not open to it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know what I love that you didn't do in that whole scenario is you didn't, uh, you know, they say shit all over yourself, <laughs> um, which would be so easy. You could have made that whole thing completely miserable. Yep. Um, but you know, it's not really Christmas. It's not, you know, right. this isn't right. It isn't the way I wanted it. Um, but well, I can't do it,
0: that because here's one of the things I always maintain. Yeah. I always maintain it. Isn't about the day. It isn't about the day. It's about the time and the experience you have. Yeah. Yes, I realize Christmas Day is Christmas Day. I get that. <clears throat> but because I, you know, we come from a divorced family and kids go to one place, one time. There were many years that, you know, we didn't have our we didn't have the girls on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. So we were we're used to this, you know, but I've always said to my kids, it's never about the day. It's about the experience and what we have. I had to kind of eat my own dog food initially on that because I was like, OK, well, this year is actually happening Right. But then I'm like, wow, we're going to, we're going to be able to just rest and relax. You know, we're going to be able to really enjoy. And like, I've really enjoyed having everything up a few extra weeks. And when it's all said and done, you know, when it was all said and done that weekend. Cool. I still got to enjoy it. Yeah. Now I might just the day of Christmas, like everything will come down. I don't know. Who knows what will happen, but I'm open to that. Cause that could be a joyful thing too. Like, wow. Wow okay, I'm not waiting till the weekend after New Year's to do all this. We could say, hey, it's kind of done for us. So let's call it a done deal, you know? But that could be a joyful thing for me too. And I think that's the beauty of what you push so beautifully in your way as the joy boss, Quinn, is make joy work for you.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: So what else could we give to the listeners? Because I feel really compelled to just like, Give them that one last bit of advice before we talk about where they can find you and joy and money and all these different things that you do. But if somebody's really struggling right now because they just can't seem to slink in, I say slink in, like, yeah, get into that little Christmas nighty and find your joy. (laughs) Maybe that's what you need to do. Go buy yourself a cute little Christmas nighty and just enjoy being with yourself. But recommend what's it. something that somebody could really do right now if they're like, I just don't know. I'm hearing what Rick's saying. I'm hearing what Quinn's saying. What's yeah. something you'd like to give them? And then I'll, I'll give them my perspective too.
1: I would say that whatever you're experiencing now typically feels like it's going to go on forever, mm. but it's actually not. It's going to be New Year's, and then it's going to be spring, and then other things are going to happen. So, um, if you can't find any joy this season, fuck it. You know, yep. Christmas comes every year, yep. <laughs> Hanukkah comes every year, different times. Yep. Um, but if you can, think about it like little pieces of tinsel on the tree. Like you don't have to, you don't have to vibe with the whole tree, but see if you can mm-hmm. find a piece or two of tinsel. That makes this feel a little bit fun, a little bit connected. Um, You know, we didn't really touch on this, but this is a time of year when people feel so much financial pressure um, that it can really. I love the joy vampire thing that that you say. It can really suck all the joy um, out of that. So, like thinking of of easy and low cost ways to to feel connected, to feel part of things, to have some fun. I think the nighty is a great idea. Um, one thing I like to do is I will make like a Christmas cocktail and a Christmas mocktail. So, Mm. um, it's easy and it's like, it's, it's not expensive. It's something that's celebratory, but just like a little, it's a, it's one of my tiny little breadcrumbs, you know? Um, and you just sprinkle them through.
0: I just Um, love, I just love that, that breadcrumb. I mean, I love the seeds too, both are equal, but I love that you can have the seed that's going to produce something. But the breadcrumb along the way, it can be something really simple, like I'm going to spend, you know, and I did after that other interview talked about the twinkly lights. Yeah. As soon as that interview was done, I'm usually like dive in. Let's get the edited. Let's start getting the editing. Let's get everything wrapped up. So like tuck it away. Done. That one's done. And I literally sat here and just stared across the street at the new, you know, entertainment space. With everything, of course, I wanted to then go, all right, let's just go get a beer. <laughs> you know, let's really do it. But it was such an interesting thing. Like, I hadn't really known. I mean, I know those lights are out there. I knew they were there. Yeah. But my mind was like, yeah, they're there, right? I literally sat here for like five minutes and just kind of watched the lights. And I was suddenly really calm. And I was like, yeah. I feel warm and fuzzy, you know, because I gave myself the joy of just stopping and pausing. And, you know, my give to the audience is you don't have to make this something big to experience joy. That's right. It can be as simple as stopping and pausing. It can be take a breath. It can be like, I am so tired from work today, but I still got to get something else done. Then guess what? Find some joy in standing up, taking a quick walk around the office. I go up and down the stairs here in my home office. I'll go outside and stand. You know, we, we just live in a townhouse which I love. It's like, that's a joyful thing for me. I love my big home I had. Now I love my little place I've got, but sometimes it's just like, go stand on the porch, go walk out. I mean, we live on right by a Creek. Sometimes I just like go walk out, look at the Creek. That's it.
1: That's absolutely it. And the more you do it, the more you focus on it, the more joy you get to experience, which is pretty, that's a little holiday magic for you. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So you can find Quinn a lot of places. She's got sure. joy boss, babe on TikTok. She's got her joy based business.com as her website. She's got a course called joy and money mindset. I, I mean, just what else am I missing? I know I've thrown out some of the bigger <laughs> things. Sure. But, uh, yeah.
1: You can get mo- uh, just about everything at uh, joy boss, but I have a uh, Course that is actually on sale right now called Joy in Hard Times. It's a masterclass mm-hmm. in finding joy in these uh, difficult moments. It's I've, I've got it on sale for only ninety seven dollars right now. So, awesome. Um, yeah. So so that's one offering in the world. I have a free webinar, change your life one money belief at a time because it's really mm-hmm. about changing what you believe. Um, my Joy and Money Mindset Course. I love and my Joyful Entrepreneur Course um, or some of my favorites. And, um, uh, what I would love for people to do is come visit my website and get on my email list. Um, I'm a writer. I've been writing for 30 years and I love to philosophize by email. (laughs) So come join me. Um, and let's continue the conversation about joy.
0: It's awesome. And all those links will be on the show page for the website, everyone, wherever you listen to it, it should all show up. If not go to rickclemens.com, go to life on closet podcast. This show is here. We are, we're airing today, December 20th, few days before Christmas, give yourself a gift of signing up. Even if it's just for, you know, Quinn's newsletter, you might r- realize that's the best gift you gave yourself this year. So, um, Quinn, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being a beacon of joy and sharing yourself and you know, helping others get there. It's so refreshing, especially in the crazy world. We get to explore these days, but um, thank you so much. <laughs> thank and you,
1: Rick. It's an honor it's really to be here. Great. I appreciate it. Thank
0: uh, you. And everybody, enjoy the holiday. Go out and be as joyful or not joyful as you want, but give yourself some joy along the way. And thanks for being listeners I appreciate you and next time we chat, it'll be a brand new year. Enjoy yourselves and be well everyone. Bye-bye. Hey, hey, hey Life Uncloseted family. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end and it is time for all of us